The Source of Truth is an audio recording of Pastor Ronnie Love sharing Christian encouragement and biblical truth. We hope this podcast can help make your path a bit brighter today. Psalms 119.105 says, Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. Well, good morning and welcome to the Source of Truth podcast on this Monday morning. And we are so glad you're with us today. We hope you had a great weekend in church, whether you were in our church or watching us online, or maybe you watched us from a different place and you were in your church. But I hope you had a great weekend. I hope that the church was an encouragement and to the singing and the preaching. And I know it was for me, really. I I was encouraged yesterday in many different aspects and just enjoyed to be with the church and to worship the Lord. And I hope it was a help to you throughout the day as well yesterday. Today we're going to be in Psalm chapter 144 as we begin to wind ourselves down to the last few chapters of the book of Psalms. And uh, so I hope this is a help today. Today we're going to talk specifically, again, a Psalm of David, but we're going to talk about God as our strength. And I love in these first five verses of Psalm 144 how David has very specific descriptions of God as his strength. And so I'm hoping to be able to just kind of explain these different things that the more we get understanding of how David viewed God, we can get an appropriate view of how we ourselves uh, can and should view God as our strength. And simply we have to come to, in our Christian journey, we have to come to the conclusion that we ourselves are not strong enough to endure or to do anything that we need to do or that comes our way. We just don't. And so what we need to do is we need to learn to put our trust in God and learn that His He is the one that gives strength to be able to do what it is that needs to be done or what it is that we need to endure, whatever we find ourselves in. So I'm going to read the first five verses, then we'll go through and unpack them. So let's read it in context here real quick. Verse, uh, Psalm 144, verse 1. Blessed be the Lord my strength, which teacheth my hands to war and my fingers to fight. My goodness and my fortress, my high tower, and my deliverer, my shield, and he in whom I trust, who subdueth my people under me. Verse 3, Lord, what is man that thou takest knowledge of him, or the son of man that thou makest account of him? Man is like to vanity, his days are a shadow that passes away. Bow thy heavens, O Lord, and come down. Touch the mountains, and they shall smoke. So we see that David is finding himself, obviously, many times in in this chapter of the psalm, we find him struggling and in battle. And of course, remember, David was not a weakling. David was a warrior. David took out Goliath by himself. He had led in war. He was known for being a great warrior. And yet, even being known as a great warrior, David comes to this point where in his own strength, he says, I need you in this. I need your help. I need your strength in, in this scenario. So let's go ahead and unpack these verses that this great warrior, states to God about the need for strength. In verse 1, blessed be my be the Lord my strength. So obviously he acknowledges that it's my Lord. He says the Lord, Jehovah my strength. So he acknowledges this is Jehovah God, the only God, and that only God is my strength. And think about what that means. Too many people in the world see God as a, it's a superior being, but not really a help, not really encouragement, not someone that we can go to for strength. He, he's just kind of, uh, you know, the superior being waiting for us to mess up. And so David immediately describes God as not only the God, the holy God, the everlasting, the only God. Then he, he immediately turns to the personal nature of God. He is my strength. And he's, he's not only my God, but my strength in this aspect. Then he says, which teacheth my hands to war, my fingers to fight. So now in this situation, David was a warrior. He was a fighter. So he says, God is giving me the knowledge to be able to endure what it is that I'm facing today. So what I can look at and say is, well, I may not be warring and fighting per se, 
God is going to teach my hands to go to war at Satan or go to life with whatever comes my way today. He's going to teach me how to deal with the circumstance in my family if I allow him to. He's going to teach me to deal with that battle in my mind if I allow him to. He's going to teach me to be effective at work if I allow him to. So if I allow God to be my strength and allow him to be my advisor and give me wisdom, he will teach me and therefore give me the tools necessary to do or endure whatever he allows to come my way. He continues in verse 2. He says he is my goodness. Now, the word goodness simply means his, his, his mercy. He is the mercy that I need. So we start with the idea that we can have strength to go forward when we know that we live in mercy, that God loves us, he shows us mercy, and we have that mercy. And in that mercy, there's great compassion, there's great love, but there's a peace for us. Because in our really good days and our really bad days, that mercy is what helps us to be able to move forward. When I've not done well, or sometimes when I feel like I've done too well, either way, uh, his mercy is it's everlasting, it renews every day, and it's something that I lean on because Satan wants to beat me up. Satan wants me to live down and live in guilt and, and live low. And through the mercy of God, I can, I can live with, with freedom. So he says in verse 2, my goodness, then he says, my fortress. And we go to war, we, 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 need, we have to have a fortress, a place we can find refuge. And, and so he is that fortress in the midst of all of the things going on in life. He is that fortress that gives us that strength. He is the one that encourages and strengthens that I can find refuge. And I can find, you think about this, when you go to the fortress, a place that technically the enemy can't get to, where do you find? You find rest. Uh, you find refuge. You might even, you know, grab another weapon or something. You might find uh, refueling. You're going to find a place where you can get away from the world and you can just stop and say, Lord, I need you. And you find that in him, the fortress. Then he goes on and he says, my high tower. Now, why a high tower? Well, you think of castles back in those in those biblical days or historical days. Um, many times the... the, the um, the safest place was up in the tower. Very difficult place to get to. They wouldn't, they'd have to penetrate the, 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 the castle, the palace, and then find a way to get up to the stairwell. And then even then, it was not always the easiest place to take out with all of the other soldiers. And so he says, you're my high tower. It's a place that the enemy really just can't get to. So your fortress, your place where I can see what's going on. I can see the world, but I, I am protected from it. And then you are my deliverer. So in the midst of all of the things going on, not only you, my fortress, where I can hide my sheep, my tower, but then when I'm, when maybe I find myself in the midst of being overwhelmed and I feel like I'm going to fail, you are my deliverer. You see where I'm at and you deliver me from these situations. And he says, uh, you are my shield. Obviously, if you're now going to, you're not sitting in the fortress, you're not in the tower, you're heading down to war, what's the first thing you're going to grab? Well, shield. And people say, well, you want a powerful sword. In those days, would be a sword. Yes, they would want a sword. But a sword is good, but you need to have a shield. Uh, those two are, I mean, they're just, just important. So both of them are, 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 not, are an understatement to see either one are more important. You can't just have a shield, but without a shield, a sword uh, becomes limited effect. You can't protect yourself. So he becomes my shield in all of this. And he says, he is in, and he in whom I trust. So he concludes my shield and he in whom I trust. So I can put my trust in you. Then he says, who subdueth my people under me. Now David's speaking now specifically as a king. He is saying that as I rule, you give me the wisdom to rule. We're, we're not ruling per se, but he does give us the wisdom to deal with the circumstances. Maybe you are in management and work. Maybe you are a leader in your home, father, whatever it is, or a wife. You, you are going to need wisdom to be able to give guidance and give direction. Let's go to verse 3. Then he says, Lord, 
What is man that thou takest knowledge of him, or the son of man that thou makest account of him? Simply, I mean, the most simplistic way to put this verse is he's saying, who are we that you would even acknowledge us, that you would even recognize us, that you would claim that we exist, that you would claim that you know us? I mean, just, just consider this in today's day and age. Uh, if you were to somehow randomly bump into uh, a star or an athlete or a politician, you walk up, you know them. Of course you know them. You see them on the news, things of that nature. You walk up, hey, man, and you, as far as you're concerned, you really know them. They're one of your favorite stars or whatever. And you walk up, you give their name, and they're going to be like, mm, okay. They don't know you, do they? Well, that would, that's, that's how a lot of people view God. Well, yeah, we all know him, eh, but he's too big and too powerful and too important to really know me. And David says that, you know, just because everybody knows you because you're popular or well-known, you should be, does not necessarily mean you know me. But not only do you know me, you, you know me personally. You care. You care about me. So it's like somehow this wouldn't happen, but you walk up to your favorite star and he looks down and he's like, hey, or she looks down and she knows you. Well, that's not going to happen, but you, can you imagine what that would be like? Well, we come to somebody so much greater, so much better, so much more powerful, so much more amazing than any star or athlete or politician or anything of that nature. And we come to him and he knows us. He knows who we are. He knows our battles. He knows our strengths. He knows our weaknesses. And he wants to be that guide. So David, honestly, he, he's reminding one who we are. We're not, we're not that important, and we should recognize that. When we, here's, the, here's the key. When I recognize how really I'm not that important, but then I see how important I am to God. It gives me a very unique view of God. Verse 4, what, man is like vanity. His days are the shadow that pass away. Think about this. Man are like vanity. Vanity is emptiness, really. So here's the thing. Men, they come to earth. They're here. Within 100 years, they're gone, right? They're empty. Why would God put all of his attention? He, he lives forever. He is going to put his attention to somebody who, you know, in an earth that's thousands of years old. I know the world says billions, but thousands of years old. And, and in, thousands, in thousands of years, there have been how many generations? And he's willing to take his attention to me, who might be here for 90 years or so, right? What an amazing thought that God cares about every person in such a detail. Verse 5, bow thy heavens, O Lord. Come down, touch the mountains, and they shall smoke. So, Lord, I need your help in the midst of this battle. Please come down and just be that refuge, be that strength. Can I, can I encourage you as we, as we examine this and then get done and conclude here in a second? Let me encourage you in this aspect that whatever it is you find yourself in, whether it's a personal struggle in your mind, whether it's something at home, whether it's at work or life, God is aware of what you're going through. That doesn't necessarily mean he's just going to make all the problems disappear. As a matter of fact, if you're seeking wisdom and you're seeking knowledge and you're seeking patience or whatever you want God to teach you, he's going to put you in situations where you can learn that. So you might just be there. You might be right in a situation where God is teaching you to be what he wants you to be, but then teaching you to rely upon him. And that one of them demands patience. Stop and wait and see what God does. So today, if you find yourself there, uh, refresh your trust in God. Be reminded of him. And be gift, enjoy it. Enjoy the gift that you have in God and find your strength and refuge in Him. And trust that He cares for you more than you could ever know. Well, thanks again for joining us today on this Monday morning. I greatly appreciate the privilege to be part of your day and you giving me a chance to teach the Word of God to you. I really hope it's a help and hope it's an encouragement. Hope it inspires you to keep going and keep your eyes upon Jesus. Hope you have a great rest of the day. We look forward to seeing you again tomorrow.